0: on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut up and sit down. A good Tuesday morning, we welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming the show this morning, we welcome you. Thank you for tuning in this morning on WGNCRadio.com. Let me go ahead and get right to this. Now in Gastonia, home outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game. With new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more, your 100% employee-owned home outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because home outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That is the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media, visit homeoutlet.com Okay. We got a lot to cover. Some great conversation today. We're going to dive into the scores, but this is a general outline of what I'm hoping the show's going to look like today. Of course, at 7:20 we'll come on Corky Franks will join us here in the studio. We'll we'll have our usual Reparte. It's seven forty. Wanna talk a little bit about the Monday night football game last night. A good football game. Now I understand that anytime you have a sports talk show, anytime you're talking NFL, there are very few names that move the needle no matter what. The Dallas Cowboys, obviously, probably number one on that list. The one thing that the NFL never fails to do, and it's probably driven as much by fan bases in general as it is the NFL. I think the NFL does a very good job of staying out of the way of the Dallas Cowboys. No matter what you feel about the Dallas Cowboys last night, you can acknowledge that that was a pretty doggone good Monday night football game. wasn't perfect, but that's part of the allure. It wasn't the dynamic of the Miami Dolphins taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not the point. There was a little bit of good Dak. And then a little bit of Dak that makes you like, oh. So there's enough for the cowboy haters to have fuel to bring up Dak. There's enough for the cowboys devotees that was good last night to get you to bring up Dak. The reality is, is Dak Prescott has one of the most coveted jobs in all the world. Like it or not the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Whether it was Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, Danny White, Roger Staubach, whatever the case may be, that's one of the most coveted jobs in the country as it relates to professional sports. Period. Say what you want. We'll also talk about some Panthers. At 7.40 this morning, Frank Reich has handed off the play calling duties on the offensive side to Thomas Brown. What's it mean? What's the timing about? And more importantly, why? Why why is this happening? I mean, let's be honest. Say what you will. Bryce Young, Sunday, was not enough to get the Carolina Panthers past the Miami Dolphins. But everyone knew that to begin with. There was no, there was no game that Bryce Young was going to be able to have that was going to get them past the Miami Dolphins. There's just way too many pieces in that narrative. But I know this, Bryce Young, for my money, is better as a quarterback after the Miami game than he was when he started out the season. There have been hiccups. There have been bumps in the road. Not everything has been, well, I mean, there's very little that's been good this year for the Panthers. But I thought Bryce Young had quite possibly his best performance as a professional football player Sunday. I'm not concerned with the stats. The reality is the stats against the Lions are a little bit skewed. I present this question to you. Was Bryce Young facing off against the first team defense playing a first down type scheme for the Detroit Lions? I think the Detroit Lions had softened quite a bit in that game. Bryce Young took advantage. I think the Lions were trying to nurse their way to a win. I think the first quarter that Bryce Young and the Panthers put together was without question their best quarter of football this entire year. They couldn't sustain it. But then again, it's the Miami Dolphins. You're going to have a hard time knocking off the Miami Dolphins. So we'll talk about that at 740. At 8 o'clock, we'll have Adam Hodge on for his typical Tuesday morning conversation. At 8.20, we're going to bring on Evan Wise to talk about the ALCS. We're going to talk about the game last night or yesterday afternoon. Had a chance to watch and listen to a good bit of it. The Texas Rangers sweeping both games in Houston. You understand there's a strong possibility at least according to Major League Baseball Network, Scherzer gets the Baltimore against the Astros. That's a bad circumstance. Now, even if the Astros, and this is what you have to consider, the Astros have to win two of three against Texas just to take it back to Houston. Now, can they do that? Yes, of course. Will they do that? I don't know. I don't know. The Rangers The Rangers are proving to be a pretty interesting bunch. And I don't think I need to remind you guys this team hasn't lost in the postseason yet. They swept through the Rays, got past the Orioles, right? The Texas Rangers are playing about as well as anybody could play in the playoffs. Game three is tomorrow. We'll talk to Evan Wise about that. We'll talk about the effort of Jordan Montgomery on game one, Sunday night. We'll talk about Nathan Eovaldi yesterday, which I would argue that Nathan Eovaldi was just as good as Montgomery was on Sunday night. The Rangers with the 2-0 lead, they win 5-4 last night. On Wednesday, we're going to bring on Weston Lawing, both of them, of course, with the 704 Sports Academy. Weston Lawing's going to come on at 8 o'clock on Wednesday to talk about the National League Championship Series. Evan Wise is more of the pitching guy. Well, the Texas Rangers have certainly put together a very solid pitching staff. And the Philadelphia Phillies, even though Zach Wheeler had a very good performance last night, they lead with offense. Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, all solo shots very early in that ballgame. They set a tone. And they really set a tone for all of those Philly fans that are there, and those folks are locked in. I'm really coming around to the thought that this might be the best home field advantage in all of Major League Baseball, and it may not even be close. Those fans in Philadelphia are rabid when it comes to their Phillies. Now, of course, they'll turn on them in a heartbeat. The Phillies team that finds themselves 10 games under 500 in early July, oh, they'll check out on them. They'll turn on them. It, it's nasty. But as long as this is happening, Phillies fans are completely locked in. Makes it very easy to play in front of a crowd of that nature this late in the season. So Evan Wise will join us at 820. At 840 – We may have to preview the pick six reveal because I have a feeling we're going to start seeing a lot of games move to Thursday of this week. We already have one. We already have one game that's been moved to Thursday night. Stuart Kramer at North Gaston in Dallas, that game will be played Thursday night. And it wouldn't surprise me, given the fact that the weather report that I saw for Friday is a 75% chance for rain. Don't be shocked if today we see a seismic move of games going from Friday to Thursday. So we'll certainly take a look at that. Last night, I kind of teased it a little bit. The Dallas Cowboys won a field goal late 20 to 17 over the Chargers. And what was for my money, a very entertaining football game. Saw a good bit of the first half, eventually went to bed at halftime. Saw the highlights of the second half. Good matchup. A good matchup. In our pick six, one thing that I will kind of throw out there early. We don't spend a lot of time talking about FCS football, which is the one double A. Subdivision for many of you that remember that. App State won all their national championships at the 1AA subdivision. We don't talk about it a lot here, but we still talk about it way more than a lot of other sports talk shows. And there's a rationale for that. I get it. But there's an interesting matchup happening this weekend for a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys that are from this part of the world, strong possibility you either know of or went to a Southern Conference school. Wofford, Furman, at one time Davidson College, East Tennessee State, Mercer, Western Carolina. We got a slew of people from this part of the world that went to Western Carolina. Well, the Western Carolina football team is 5-1. They had a bye week last week. They're taking on Furman in Culloway this weekend. Western Carolina ranked 14th in the country in the FCS subdivision. 1AA. Taking on number three Furman this Saturday. I think it's a 2-30 start. Should be phenomenal up in those parts. If I weren't working a game Saturday, I would be there. 2.30 start. The leaves are starting to change. They had snow on the Blue Ridge Parkway over the weekend. And you got the Furman Paladins, one of the top teams in the Southern Conference, if not the top team, ranked fourth in the country in some polls, third in others, coming into Culloway to take on the Catamounts. That may end up in our pick six. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Got a lot of places that we want to go. We'll get there over the course of the next two hours. We come back on the other side of the timeout. Corky Franks will join us. We'll see what's going on in his world as we continue on this Tuesday morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allentate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allentate Realtors.
1: advertising... Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
0: here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So glad that you could join us on this Tuesday morning. Of course, before we bring on Corky Franks, just one note, one item that I failed to drop during the first segment. Yesterday, the Southern Piedmont 2 a Conference had their volleyball semifinals. Burns took on Highland Tech. Highland Tech won in a sweep, three sets to none. East Gaston they won their match. Today, 6 o'clock at the Highland School of Technology, they go to the Rec Center. A matchup from last week is going to be renewed this week. Basically, a week separating the two matchups. East Gaston taking on Highland Tech at 6 o'clock for the Southern Piedmont 1A2A Championship. I'll be there at that game. I'll certainly bring some coverage of the game tomorrow. And depending upon how it goes, may have a conversation or two from that. It's those two clubs vying for a conference championship tonight. I'll be at the game. I'll be covering it on the Rush Hour Morning Show tomorrow morning. So with that said, let's get it. kind of curious was that a more of an Axl Rose kind of thing or was that a Stevie Wonder kind of thing
2: that was kind of like an 8 year old girl doing that you know doing that thing okay <laughs> but it all looks the same right if I you know, if I had my glasses on I could have been Stevie Wonder you could have if I had a mic stand in front of me I could have been Axl Rose and some long hair or I could have been a you know 7 8 year old little girl dancing same move
0: same move yeah S- same thing yeah you kind of what's going on B Rush not a whole lot. Get, getting through the day. Oh, that's what you call changing gears, right? Yes, hard. yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, the conversations. I think I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> if I climb up on the desk will you talk will you listen to me? huh?
0: Look, I mean, <clears throat> you know what we need, Brian. Shirtless hoodie, I mean. No, I got a hoodie on today.
2: Uh, he, right. I, two more. Two. This is two mornings in a row I chose to not work out. Correct. Yeah. Giving myself a break, dude. I'm exhausted. I got too much going on. Uh-oh. 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 Hold is on a it, second. Is it happening already? H- hold, on, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have a top ten list of things you'll never hear a high school football coach say. coach g are you coming in i'm waiting on you coach coach sent that to me just now coach Uh,
0: g sent a list
2: yeah i'll let him reveal the list i'll let him do it you know what we need to do brian
0: so okay hold on so are are you genuinely anticipating an open of the door here soon
2: he said he's stuck in traffic
0: okay so are we gonna get a phone call
2: (laughs) you know we could do that we could do that of course
0: course we could
2: yeah who do we have coming up next
0: we have Adam Hodge at eight o'clock this morning.
2: Let's bump him. Let's bring G on.
0: No, uh, let's, let's not. Let's not let's, bump Adam Hodge. Let's
2: kick Hodge to the curb. <laughs> no, let's. <laughs> you know what? We haven't done it in a long time. What's that? I I, I need this, Brian. Could, could you accommodate this wish here? That line, whatever line it is. Uh, Quirky okey. Yeah. Uh, is it queued up? It's ready to go, man. It's ready. <laughs> that was right on time, wasn't the- it? I need this, Brian. 5 o'clock, just got paid, I'll be off the next few days, no more working like dogs, no more leash, no more boss, I got a weekend full of nothing to do at all, yee-haw. <laughs> Look at you! Look at you smiling today. It's, I know a place down the road. The girls are hot. The
0: beer is cold. Two for one. Yeah. That's is, that, right. is that John Party? No, no. So who's that? Jake Owen. Guys. Jake Owen.
2: twins are back in town from Saginaw. Ee Haw. <laughs> I that, needed that.
0: That's Jake Owen.
2: You take it, can't wait. A lot of bringing on. Hit the button. it, <laughs> be- <Mix> it all <laughs> Down home southern draw, y'all. You got your yee Yeah. Now we feeling right. Now I'm ready. How about that?
0: I'm ready now. That, that was Jake Owen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he's pretty good. No, I look. Jake Owen put together a phenomenal <laughs> show. After one of the Reds games a few years back. Probably probably one of the best shows I've been to in quite some time. You
2: know what I just realized? That's going to be the first we we've ever podcast. I wonder how that's going to go over. Think about that.
0: That's right. Yeah,
2: because all we did was put out the conversations. Maybe I should have picked a better song.
0: <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I wasn't planning. Not at all. Wait, wait a minute. Time out. Yeah. You weren't planning? No. No, do you think I plan? There was a level of facetiousness. In yeah, that.
2: I know. So I came back with one that you. Yeah, you think I plan? I learned a I learned a new term last night the hard way. The hard, I, I had to apologize for some to some for something something I said.
0: Okay, so what was the new term?
2: The term was. Let me look it up again. I got to make sure I get it right. I had to look it up. I didn't know what it meant. Let me find this here. Um, you know, I wouldn't dime myself out like that <laughs> i was like what what the, what is that could have been taken like 40 million different ways i don't know i don't know all that slang stuff and all is those that, terms does that mean going out cheap you see what i'm saying no but that's not what it meant The the that's exactly yeah
0: okay so go, go, so what
2: is it Go pimp myself out i didn't know what you're talking about tell on yourself <laughs> sorry let me
0: <laughs> a little late, my yeah. bad.
2: Tell on yourself. So what that meant. I'm not going to – So th-
0: you drop a dime. Yeah. But, okay. But, but, okay, to okay. me,
2: dropping dimes means shooting hoops. Well, but,
0: yeah. Or throwing a good pass. Yeah, but, but like, if – On the money. You watch Law & Order. Yeah. Okay? If you drop a dime, you're ratting somebody out.
2: I I, I ain't never watched Law & Order.
0: What? Well, obviously. And I've never watched Survivor, which kind of speaks a lot about who we are.
2: And I had watched it the last three seasons. <laughs> Maybe I need to reapply. Maybe I need to. Anyway, Coach G told me to read this list. Should I? Or should we wait on him?
0: Well, I don't, I don't know. We're, 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 we're in this <clears throat> nebulous world of we're not quite sure if G's going to be part of what we're he, doing no, today he's or not, No,
2: he's not coming in today.
0: But is he calling? Oh, let me see. Or are you calling him?
2: Well, let's see here.
0: I have no problem with the list. And it's probably a bad idea if he tries to read the list on 85.
2: Why not? Everybody else takes and drives. (laughs) Hold on. Bring him up here. Bring him up. Let's see if he answers. I hope he don't cuss. I didn't get to tip him off. Can you hear him?
0: I got the line pulled up.
2: Uh, Let me see what's happening here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. You there? Hey, G. G, Hey. Yeah, don't cuss your life. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't get to tip you off. Brian wanted me to read yeah, the. Not. Brian wanted me to read the list. I was like, let's let G read the list. He said, uh, he, no. said he said, should he, <laughs> I, he? said, should he read it while he's driving? I said, everybody else text and drive. What's the difference? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh well. Did you read it, Corgi? No, I just pulled it up. You want me to read it? Yeah, re, re, we'll, I tell you what, me and you will do every other one, but but I'm one short. You're going to have to come up with one on your own. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just come up with – I saw that you're one short. You want me to go ahead and read number 10? Yeah. Uh, top 10 things you'll never hear a high school football coach say? N- number 10? Yeah. Number 10 on the fly? My bad. <laughs> 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 you'll never hear one of them say that. My bad. Nope. Not at it. My fault. All right. Number nine. Go ahead, Coach. Number nine. What are we going to do with all these practice fields?
0: See if soccer wants to borrow some.
2: (laughs) Number eight. I've got way too many assistant coaches. (laughs) Oh, that's great.
0: Number seven. I wish – I think the team – spends too much time in the weight room
2: we should all go fishing yeah that ain't happening that ain't happening oh 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 here we go they'll never say this hey number six they will never a, a, a high school coach will never say this but we know it's highly possible you ready for number six <laughs> i get all my scouting reports from the rush hour morning show <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say about that uh-huh. brian
0: I, I feel bad for any coach that that rests on that one. <laughs> tell me, tell me how often we're wrong. Never. Okay, go ahead, coach. <laughs> Much like high school football coaches,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Never, you never hear us say we're wrong. All right, number five,
2: coaches take the weekend <laughs> off. No film on Sunday. Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing. Coach McMillan came on the show one time. He said, "My guys ain't wasting their Sunday sitting around watching film, did not he, Brian? Yeah, he did. He said that. The number number four top ten things you'll never hear a high school football coach say. That team we play Friday night ain't no good. <laughs> we should win. Yeah, they do say that either. Uh And we'll say that. Now, here, let, let me do number. Let me do number three because Brian has to, right. Brian has to have the button ready. You ready? Got. Oh no. You're right. We're gonna go undefeated this year. <laughs> All right. You'll never hear nobody say that. Number two, G. Number two. Hey son, I think you ought to play basketball and wrestle. Yeah, that ain't happening. Nope. <laughs> All right, you wanna do the number one since it's your list? And number one. Yeah, let's send some of that money to some of the other sports. <laughs> top 10 things you'll never hear a high school football coach say from coach g all right coach appreciate it guys see you buddy take it easy what about that brian impromptu
0: i hope he didn't make this list up on the way up 77 Uh, he probably made it up late last night
2: over uh uh a diet a, a diet dr pepper exactly yeah maybe top 10 things you'll never hear him say what, that other top ten list he had was hilarious. I forgot what it was. I think he sent it to me. i have to look it back up. <clears throat> anyway.
0: We rolling this morning, baby. Yes, we are.
2: Ugh. What's going on at 740?
0: Uh, you and I are going to talk about Monday Night Football and Thomas Brown. How about them Cowboys? How about them? Yeah. Good football game last night. Up and
2: down. Up and down. That's how you sell hope right there, Brian. Get rolled a couple days earlier. And come back and and win on Monday night. They're back. They're back in the Super Bowl now. They're going to the Super Bowl now, Brian.
0: <laughs> well, but that's what happens. Tar,
2: hey, the Tar Heels are going to play in the national championship game, and the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl.
0: But that's what happens when when <laughs> your when your brand moves the needle every time. That's exactly what happens.
2: The Tar Heels are playing in the national championship game. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, and. The Panthers should bring back Cam Newton. <laughs> you, there's people saying that all, all week long. All three of those things, those fam, the fan bases.
0: Yeah, those. Yeah, I mean, he talking about drinking the Kool Aid. Good grief. Yeah, I think that might that could very well be an O for three. Yeah. Hey, this thing finally uploaded. Okay. Yeah, well, that's good.
2: Yeah, I have to put that out here in a second. I couldn't get it to upload yesterday. We got uh we got the first hour up on podcast. Hour two, for some reason, would not upload. I don't know what it was. And we tried it again a couple times this morning. It didn't work. But now it's, it's I'm almost about to publish it, so you can go back and catch those. That Richard Walker um, <clears throat> podcast we put out from Friday. It got tremendous numbers, didn't it? We we're talking about this during the break.
0: Yeah, I mean the the numbers that you reported that was that was a great conversation, a, a, a popular conversation, if anything else. Which usually, you put Richard Walker in high school sports out there, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna draw. You said
2: I reported those numbers. You don't think they're factual? You think I allegedly allegedly made up some numbers?
0: You you reported them. Okay, I, I didn't see them. I didn't report them. Oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. I got you. My bad. No, it's cool.
2: Yeah, we good.
0: Of course we're good.
2: Oh, appreciate the th- off air therapy session this morning.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I don't I don't know how helpful anything that I said off air was, but uh you're welcome.
2: Yeah, it stays in there. It rattles around from time to time with all those other marbles that are loose. Yeah.
0: Hodge well, at eight. Hodge at eight. Evan wise at eight twenty gonna talk about the ALCS, the Texas Rangers with a two-game to none advantage over the Houston Astros.
2: Did you think they were that good?
0: See, early on, when 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 you've got Jacob deGrom coming onto your team, you're like, okay, this club could very well win the whole shooting match. Okay. But then he goes down, and you're like, okay, well, they still got Nathan Evald. I mean, they've got some pitching depth. Then they go out and get Max Scherzer at the deadline. You're like, okay. This is a team that's certainly built to win. Um, The thing that was really the outlier in all of this, they had the Western Division wrapped up, had the division wrapped up, and tanked it in the final week of the regular season. They lost three out of four in Seattle to the Mariners. That allowed the Houston Astros to get past them and win the division. Houston got the time off. Texas didn't. Texas since then has rolled through, and I don't think they've lost in the postseason. I think they beat Baltimore in three straight. I, was, I just
2: saw this article here. I was going to try to catch up on it real quick about Alvarez. Um,
0: Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Man, he's had an amazing postseason. He is, look, he is quietly one of the most dangerous and dominant hitters what, in is all of baseball. what is it? What is like
2: that? Twenty five, something like that. Twenty six,
0: something like that. Um, I got to watch him up in Cincinnati, his rookie year. Um, very nondescript. Wasn't dominant by any stretch of the imagination, <clears throat> but but he came on pretty quickly. And this guy, this guy can change a ball game. He really can. He is he is a dominant type hitter and has had a, an amazing postseason.
2: You think they have a chance to come back? I mean, down Astros. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it?
0: <clears throat> you know, I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, cause when you say come back, come back means just to get back to Houston, you've got to win two out of three in Texas. I don't see that happening. This Texas Rangers club is really good and playing at an incredibly <clears throat> high level. And it looks like they just completely brushed off what happened in the final weekend of the regular season. And said, okay, we lost the division, no big deal. We'll go out and continue to win here. I mean, they really do have a good mix. If this ends up being Rangers Phillies, that could be one of the most entertaining World Series we've seen in quite some time. And and going into the playoffs, who would have wanted to see that World Series? Well, no
2: or, I mean, or, or who would have thought that would happen. I mean, that's
0: that's but, you better be a hardcore baseball person to want to see that in the World Series. Yeah. Because, again, the Atlanta Braves fans don't want to see it. That means their team's not in it. Yeah, but now both of those teams are playing exciting baseball. Well, they are. They are. And and, and they're doing it in slightly different ways. I mean, the Texas Rangers don't lean on the home run nearly as much as the Philadelphia Phillies do. That's their entire identity. They They are basically baseball's version of home run derby. It's a home run or nothing in home run derby. I mean, you could strike out those guys 12, 13 times in a ball game. They still might hit four homers and beat you four to two. I mean, that's really the way it is. And you, you can't. it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen is really, really solid. <coughs> I thought the major bugaboo for this club was the fact that they just didn't defend well and their defensive their defensive side hasn't been great but it hasn't killed them.
2: Have I told you before? <clears throat> I think I have. My dad's first cousin was Johnny Oates. Okay. Did I tell you that before? You did? Yeah, yeah, I, I took Haley to the uh <clears throat> so Haley and I went to the World Series and when the Dodgers went it a couple of years ago and it was in that stadium, right? And she got to see there's a statue of him inside, sure. a couple yep. statues and uh I told her about it. She didn't believe it, so I had to call my dad and get him on the phone <laughs> so she would believe it. He looks just like my Uncle Tim. Looks just like him.
0: It, it,
2: it, you know, which I guess it means it looks kind of like my dad, too. <laughs> so,
0: Most likely. Yeah. Old man's first cousin was Johnny Oates. Johnny Oates, longtime <clears throat> manager in the major leagues for the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. So, yeah, good stuff. We come back on the other side of the timeout. We're going to cover the Monday night football game from last night. I thought it was an incredibly entertaining football game. And then we're going to talk about Thomas Brown. It's going to be a, it's a conversation that I think you knew that something was going to happen in the bye week. Didn't necessarily know that this was it. And the question that I have for Corky Franks when we come back is, what gives? Why? All that as we continue here on this Tuesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000.
2: This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association.
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. At 8 o'clock this morning, we'll have Adam Hodge join us. We'll talk a little high school football. The South Point Red Raiders taking on Forest View this week. As This is the penultimate week of the high school regular season. We'll get a chance to talk about that with Adam Hodge. And then at 8.20, we'll be talking to Evan Wise about the American League Championship Series. This is the day off. This is the travel day. Fortunately for those two clubs, not going to have to do a ton of travel as they'll go from Houston, Texas to Arlington, Texas for game three of the ALCS. The NLCS game two is tonight. The Phillies won last night 5-3 to three over Arizona. Zach Wheeler, six innings pitched. The bullpen did enough for the Phillies. They held on and won game one. So Corky Franks, last night... Monday Night Football, a 20-17 win for the Dallas Cowboys. And I got to watch a good bit of the first half. Fortunately, I didn't realize this initially, but the game was on ABC, which was kind of a throwback for me. There was a time, of course, before ESPN took over the Monday Night Broadcast. ABC was the place that you found Monday Night Football. And that was fantastic. But got to watch... A very tightly contested game of two teams with pretty solid defenses, and and they were able to have a very entertaining football game. Uh, Dak Prescott put together some solid numbers. Not only was Dak Prescott, according to what I'm seeing here, obviously the leading passer for the Cowboys, but he was the leading rusher as he threw a touchdown pass and ran for one.
2: Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, you see what I was pointing at over here? Yes. Yeah, that's not good. I, that, yeah, that's, I, I gotta, I gotta eliminate that.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Anyway, where
0: are we at? Talking about the, talking about the Cowboys. Talking about the Cowboys and the Chargers.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was just reading an article where it was talking about the, um, the Cowboys offense struggled. I mean, you score 20 points in an NFL game, um, I mean, really? Is that really struggling? Is just because you kind of stall a couple of times in the middle of the game? I mean, they they put what ten points on the board the fourth quarter. Uh,
0: they did put ten <clears> points <throat> on the board in the fourth quarter. Is
2: that really struggling? Or is that just you know? Well, I cause mean, a, it's... a lot of times, in, a lot of times in the NFL, we'll see guys p- teams playing just enough. You know, slow playing it, running the clock out. You, you know, a lot of times you see that. And you know, CD Lamb had a really good game. He had seven receptions, one hundred seventeen yards, but. I mean, do the Cowboys really have a tremendous offense anyway? Are they are they that explosive? Should we be expecting more?
0: Well, I mean, I I think in this matchup, you know, you you had two offenses that I think are better than their scores would indicate here, and I think the reason why is because you've got two pretty good defenses on each side. I mean, look, you've got Khalil Mack on on the defensive side for the Chargers. You got Joey Bosa for the Chargers. And then there's this one kid, Tuli Tuipoloto. This kid, from everything that I'm understanding, and from watching him last night and the guys talking about him in the booth, this is an up-and-coming star in the National Football League. This Chargers football team has a pretty good defensive unit. So for this game to go 20-17, <coughs> to 17, A – doesn't necessarily surprise me, but B, really kind of underscores just how entertaining a game it was because it was truly a back and forth and fair, especially in the fourth quarter.
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan on the planet anyway, but I mean, it's 21 of 30 for 272 yards. How, how was that bad?
0: Oh, that was fantastic. That's
2: what I'm saying. That's that's not bad at all. You know, you look at the stat line, CeeDee Lamb we just said, had seven receptions for 117 yards. Tony Pollard, he ran it 15 times. He only got 32 yards, which, I mean, let's be honest, two yards a pop, that's not going to get it done from the backfield. But they got him involved in, in the game plan. He caught six passes for 80 yards, so he goes over 100, 100 yards. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what, what that uh, article was talking about.
0: Well, the Chargers were going <laughs> to force Dak Prescott to beat him yeah. with his arm. And I think he did. He got the job done, didn't he? He absolutely yeah. got the job done. This is a 4-2 and two Cowboys <laughs> club. Now, let's... Let's be honest. It's not, they weren't playing the 49ers, even
2: though the 49ers got beat by the Browns this, <laughs> yeah, this past weekend. So, it's not like the Chargers are the 49ers, but they played good enough to win. They did what they needed to do late. They drove the ball down the field. They scored. Defense played great. Had an interception to seal the game. I
0: mean, what more can you ask? So... This begs the question because, again, nothing moves the needle in the National Football League like the Dallas Cowboys. You can call the fan base obnoxious if you want to. And there are moments to where the Cowboys fans can be obnoxious. There's no question about it. And it makes it very easy for all the Cowboys detractors to jump on every time the Cowboys take an L. But if you look at this NFC conference, You've got the Eagles, you've got the 49ers. In my mind, those two clubs are destined to face each other in the NFC Championship game. I don't think there's anything new there. However, you look at the teams like the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, well, now you've got a couple of clubs there that I think, are they to the level of the Niners and the Eagles? No still doesn't take away from the fact that they're pretty good football teams and they're going to have to be dealt with at some point during this season. I think it's very possible, and I know that this isn't necessarily going to sit well with a lot of folks, but what we could be watching here are the two best teams in the NFC, not named Eagles and Niners.
2: Yeah, and and like you said, you know, we we cut up and laugh and and talk about the Cowboys fan base and Tar Heels fan base and pretty much one and the same and all that, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But you're right, Brian. The Cowboys winning and being successful—I don't care if it's a twenty to seventeen win, I don't care if it's a one point win, I don't care if they win by twenty. You know, the Cowboys playing well—it's good for football. It's good for conversation. And, and like you say, I mean, are they not the most popular team anyway? I, I, I just—I think it's good for football. I really do because they're a polarizing team. Either you love them or you hate them, right? Sure.
0: And and again, and I, I
2: used—I used to be a huge Cowboys fan. A huge, you know, Aikman, Irvin, uh, Dor- uh, you know, when they had Tony Dorsett, uh, Emmett Smith, all those guys, I was a big Cowboys fan.
0: Well, and, and again, that was a time and place to where, from a television perspective, you were really <laughs> only going to watch four or six teams yeah. week in and week out Cowboys, the Redskins, the Steelers, depending upon whether they were hot or cold, and then the 49ers, of course, with Joe Montana obviously would move the needle, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, really there wasn't a ton of options. And if you weren't one of those fan bases, you weren't really heard from ever. That's just the reality of things. And and this goes back all the way to long before the Panthers ever came along, because once the Panthers came along, it gave Charlotte, North Carolina, something to actually be proud of. And to be happy about, um, you know,
2: they're going into the bye. They got a bye week this week.
0: They've got a bye week this week,
2: and then they come back and play at home against the Rams. That should be a pretty good. That should be a pretty good game.
0: Well, and again, that's one of those Rams teams. I mean, you look at Sean McVay's club. This is, you know, this is a team that was what three years out from winning the the Super Bowl. Yeah, and now. Um, you know this what well, two years out from winning the two Super years
2: Bowls. sitting at 500 right now right but, but how many teams are not at 500
0: in the nfl well i know one right off the top of my head that's about 15 miles from the studio
2: <laughs> they're on
0: probation for the year yeah they're on probation here on the pick six we're not going to talk about them as it relates to the pick six
2: what well, you were talking about the uh, what's the deal with the play calling so they changed what's well the, what's that story about
0: Again, when you get to a bye week and you're 0-6, you know that something is going to happen, okay? Thomas Brown, it was announced yesterday, is going to handle the play calling on the offensive side of the football and not Frank Reich. So my question is this. You know that something's got to change. Yeah. Why this? That's what I'm curious about because, again, Bryce Young – has had, in my mind, a lackluster start to his career. I I, I don't think that's from lack of effort. I don't. I, I, it's not like this guy's not doing the things that he needs to do. From everything that you understand about Bryce Young, this guy's not the kind of guy that's going to just, you know, he's not going to be Demarcus Russell. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> this guy's going to go through the work. He's going to go through the reps. He's going to do the very best that he can. It's just not working out well right now. Right. Okay? And the worst thing that could have happened to Bryce Young was C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud is playing really, really well, and the Texans are enjoying <laughs> the early fruits of a second pick in the draft that's gone great.
2: Brian, let's let, let's talk about this for a second. You know, we've mentioned this on a on a previous show about di- – listen, the culture's different now, man. It's, it is. It just – you know, a 60 year old white guy can't be in charge of everything. It, just, it, it people can't relate to that all the time. It's, it's, this, this landscape is way more diverse. So you look at this guy, Thomas Brown. I mean, look at him. He's a good looking guy. He's relatable. Do you not think that you don't think that he's going to be able to relate to Bryce Young better than Frank Wright could? Let's be honest. I don't th- I, 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 you get what I'm saying. you get what I'm saying here. You know, he's a young guy. He probably gets the kid more. I mean, you, you asking a 60-something, you know, how, how old is Frank Reich? 65, 70, 100? I don't know how it is. But you don't think Thomas Brown can relate to him more? Sure you can. I mean, perhaps this can you know, make the kid more dynamic. I would think, as a, hey, as a 50-year-old white guy myself from the outside looking in, it makes sense to me. I think it's a great call. I think it's at least worth a shot.
0: Well, and again, I I think all of those things are things that may read into this and may speak well, but I, I can't. Again, kind of going back on what we we heard from Frank Reich last week, I I think that there are some things that are being said that don't necessarily speak to what's really being said that nobody's really talking about. Okay. Thomas Brown, 37 years old, played at the University of Georgia, was a running back, running back coach for the L.A. Rams recently.
2: Was off, um, was offensive coordinator at Miami. Won, okay. a, won a Super Bowl. I mean, the dude, he, he's got a resume. Sure. He knows what he's doing.
0: Sure. And 37 years old, gonna, you know. He's like a kid. He's, gonna, he's going to appeal to younger players. Yeah. No question about it. But let me. Do we think. And, and, and we'll certainly find out, okay? And, and doing this in the bye week does give them an opportunity to run through some progressions, to do some game planning and all this <clears throat> type stuff. But my question is this. If you've limited Bryce Young so far, do we immediately think that Thomas Brown's going to come in and lift the lid off of Bryce Young and say, everything that you thought you could do, we're going to open up the world to you, and you can now do it. We're going to give you every opportunity that it seems like C.J. Stroud has had because it seems like the Texans have had no problem in creating a different dynamic for Stroud that hasn't been in place so far for Bryce Young.
2: I think there's a lot of factors, Brian. Uh, you, you and I don't hang out at practice. You know what I'm saying? We don't hang out with Bryce Young. We, we don't ha- hang out with Thomas Brown. I don't know what their personality is. You know, If these guys are too are high high-strung, wide-open, high-energy guys... Absolutely, you would think they're going to turn that sucker loose and let him play. If they're kind of reserved and they're studying and you know, way you know, and and more methodical, you see what I'm saying?
0: Then you you slow play it. Go ahead. Can I ask two very important questions? Yes. Was Tepper involved in this decision? Do you think?
2: I don't know. Maybe he's grooming his next head coach.
0: Okay. All right.
2: That's my first thought when when I heard the story. So that was
0: going to be the second question I was going to ask. Yeah. Is this phase one of a possible very early? exit strategy it, it does do you not think it sounds like it well i mean it, it look it could be exactly what it looks like
2: it, it, See, here, here's my thing this whole nfl thing about you got to interview so many people and so many minorities let's just stop that stuff hire the best guy for the job the first time and be done with this stuff stop hiring these guys because well i think he gives us the best fit he's the best fit for the job. just stop it well, you know, we got to give the guy four years to get his players in and do. Stop that stuff. That I, That's a built in excuse for you making a bad decision for hiring the wrong guy. Hire the best guy for the job. If you don't get it done, fire his butt, kick him out, and bring somebody else in. If this guy's the best guy for the job, he should have been the head coach to begin with. Okay. Not because he's black or he can relate to a quarterback or whatever, because he's the best candidate for the
0: job. Okay. Give the guy a shot. All right. All of that said. At this point, it seems like that Frank Reich is handing over the play calling to the offensive coordinator, which is exactly what happens in a lot of scenarios. That's exactly why Eric Bieniemy left the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Washington Commanders so that he could have some level of autonomy when it comes to the game planning, when it comes to the when it comes to the calling of the game. And certainly That's what's going on. There's going to be plenty more to talk about this. Maybe we can dive into it a little bit later on during the show today. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll have Adam Hodge on. He'll be talking about his South Point Red Raiders coming up against the Forest View Jaguars. All of that as we continue on this Tuesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.